some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode 175, Zach Watson. Yes, sir. How was your day? Uh, long and boring, like usual. Yeah. Afternoon was pretty slow, what, to be honest. What happened? What transpired during your afternoon? Um, I was, I was sitting, at least, but I was sitting in a chair, building these little head pieces for a machine that was like, take this plastic part. You take this other assembled plastic part, you put a spring over it, and then you put the two together and you bolt it together. Oh my god. That's what I was doing for the whole afternoon, so three and a half hours. From twelve thirty to four. Yeah. Sick, right? Wow. Oh. Wow. Um, I can't say I don't envy you. That's for sure. I don't envy you one bit. However, we uh we just it's a lot later than usual. It's like almost yeah. nine thirty. Just tried to record a podcast with one of our friends, Santiago, and it went absolutely terribly. Everyone's Wi Fi just totally shit the bed and everything shit the bed. And so we decided to cancel the recording. But we're doing a we had a like a it's like an hour chat afterwards. At least, and the Wi Fi yeah. was fine. I'm like, why couldn't we have done the podcast then? Talked about some very nefarious things that would not have been able to make it into the podcast. So that's probably yeah. probably for the best of it. And we asked we asked Santiago, said, can you give us some some topics to talk about today? And he goes, we should talk about humbleness in design and how to or how the pandemic has changed design education design education right. and i think it's hard for us to say how it's changed design education because we're not educators and yeah not from that point of view anyway we graduated into a pandemic so it's not even like we really went to school in a pandemic or anything but i think there's maybe a different appreciation of it. And Santiago and I went through offsite together in a 12 week program. So that's how we kind of reconnected there. I was like, Oh shit, this other humble guy's going there. It's kind of cool. Mm. I know that guy and it's going to be a familiar face in this, in these zoom calls amongst like 60 other unfamiliar faces, which was nice. It was really nice to have like that person to fall back on. But I think we can off obvious, like most definitely talk about how, the education aspect of things has changed and how it could change in the future, how we see it changing going mm. into the future. So I think that's interesting. So first topic, humbleness and design. What what does that mean? Talking to the least I don't say you talking to the least humble person. Yeah. <laughs> the person who thinks himself as a god. As I a literal s- god. Never said that. I've definitely said You've that definitely at a couple points in my life. Yeah, actually, earlier you did. Earlier actually, did, like earlier. half an hour ago, in fact. Simply to fit the conversation. Yes. No, but I mean, I mean, maybe um, we don't. We don't have. Uh, I guess we could do a quick shot of gin. I got some gin over there, but I have to drive home. I know it's only a little shot. No, but it's because I'm gonna bring up one of my repeated take a shot worthy moments. 
Okay, so you're either going to mention Simon Sinek, yeah, the fact that you absolutely hate your thesis project and are now coming around to it. Yes. You're going to rant about how it. shitty work is. Or, yes. fuck, what are your, what are your McLaren. McLaren and uh, Simon, Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek, McLaren, minimalism, and talking about how you're getting how you're getting into graphics. So yes, you've been getting into graphics for the last yeah. nine months. Well, because I get into it and I see something new, and then I feel like I'm getting into it again. You're still into it. You're just diving deeper. You're diving deeper. That's a better. One. Uh, no, this is a Simon Sinek reference. Okay. Um, which goes, I thought of instantly when Santiago was talking about this topic that we should talk about, mm-hmm. and. He was like, talk about, um, you know, how, how far just being humble in design can actually take you, how it can benefit you. Mm-hmm. And I instantly thought of the one um, video uh, where, I don't know which one, I think it was one of the three or four I sent you from mm-hmm. Simon Zenek. He's talking about um, when he had like a consulting company for businesses. Mm-hmm. And he went to, he would go to businesses and he would be brutally honest with them and say, you know, this is what you want done. I'm very good at this. I'm pretty good at this and don't hire me for this. And then he would ultimately get hired to do all of it. Yeah. Even the stuff he said he's not good at. Of course. Um, because he was honest. And the clients would say, well, everyone else before you that came in, said they were good at everything, which they knew was a lie because no one's good at, no one's top level at everything. And he said he got, he would get a lot of clients would, 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 would get him to do everything just because he was honest, even though they knew and, you know, and, and he knew he wasn't good at some of the aspects of the project or whatever, of the work. And so that's why I instantly thought of when he said that, um, because I feel like, I mean, I haven't really been in the situation too much yet, but I feel like I could see that going the same way with being, being honest. And actually even Chris Doe mentions that in his videos, right. Of being honest of like knowing what you're good at. Yeah. So you can present that and have that as a persuasive point for trying to, you know, and knowing what you're not good at. Yeah. Trying to capture a project. Right. Hmm. What does is that like the gist of what of what Christo says about it about the topic? I think so. He's more on like the the side of knowing what you're good at, right? Mm-hmm. And like, if you know what you're good at, then you can. It's a little bit easier to figure out like your worth for that, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's your selling factor, your pitch for a client project, right? right. When you're saying, what about the importance of knowing what you're not good at? Well, that I think I'm sure Christo talks about that too. I'm sure I've seen that, but. I mean, going back to the Simon Sinek thing, that's that's kind of the big thing he's talking about, right? He's being honest about it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even when we were at Humber, right, that was like a, we'd like to think, oh, yeah, we're good at this. We, we all these different classes, we can do it. I'm good at graphic design, industrial design, product design. Yeah, I'm good at everything. And my elective classes, I'm fucking amazing. Yeah, and then you actually go to do something, and then you're like, ooh. Okay, loop. maybe uh, maybe not as good as at this mm-hmm. as I thought. Um, and it's when you're, and then you'd see certain people that 
you know, um, react to it differently. Like some people would be like either stubborn, like, no, I'm good at everything. And then everyone else can see you right through them. Yeah. Um, very easy. And then the people will be like, uh, just not good at it and get discouraged and then don't do, don't touch that ever. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, they just don't ever want to improve. And then you see the, some, the people the hopefully the, the better people, um, that kind of learned more was like, okay, they're honest with what they're not good at. And then once you're honest with it, then it was like, okay, now I can actually spend time and effort improving it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I feel like yeah. identifying what you're not good at though is is I mean for me anyways and I imagine it's the same for most people is very hard to do because I want to not even that I want to appear but I want to be good at everything that I am doing yeah. and then to admit to someone who is potentially going to hire me for money or give me money or give me a full time job to say that yeah that's actually not my strength that's yeah. I'm actually not good at that I'm good at this, but I'm actually not good at that. It's almost like it's. I feel it's it's like starting a an invitation letter and saying, "I know you probably won't come to this party, but it's going to be really, 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 really." <laughs> and this party like, isn't for you. Yeah, it's not for you. But but I'm going to invite you anyways. It's like well, yeah, but it's going to be good. It's it kind of seems like a slap in the face, and it seems a bit paradoxical, which it very well may be. Naturally, yeah. that may just be how it is. Um, and there's no way around that, Mm -hmm. but like how you go about identifying what you're not good at, I think also requires a great deal of, of introspection and looking at yourself and saying, yeah, I do kind of suck at this. Yeah. I really, I I think maybe it was just me being, uh, way too, uh, what positive or something naive, naive, um, about it but i i think there's something to be said about the honesty i think even though you'll have employers that would be like or clients are like well no if you're not good at it then we don't want you mm-hmm. kind of thing and they're like and even some might be like you don't want to be telling us what you're bad at like i thought you got to be good at everything kind of thing yeah but i i think you'd get a more worthy client or employer at some point by being honest with it. Mm-hmm. And I see it as well as like if if you're honest and you're applying for a job or something and you're like, okay, I'm I feel totally comfortable with this. This is where I feel like I'm strong at. This I'm I feel confident in. It's not my best. Mm-hmm. Not what I'm the best at, but I'm confident in it. And then this is where I'm not so confident. I mean I'm interested in getting better at it, but I just at this it's not at the same level as these other things. Mm-hmm. And then if they say, you know, no, thank you, you know, we're going to keep looking for someone else. At least then you have a bit of an idea of like what they're looking for or what to improve on, mm-hmm. or, you know, the reason why you didn't get it kind of thing. Right. Sure. If you're honest with it. And then that maybe that can help be honest with yourself. Of like, okay. Well, this is definitely a thing I got to work on. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a bit, Especially coming out of, I still I still get this sometimes. Now graduated and like, it's like okay, you graduated from industrial design. It's like okay, do employers think? And now this is thing where every program is different, mm-hmm. right? Do employers think, okay, so he's graduated from this program. He's going to be not only is he gonna know 
all of these things, but he's going to be really good at all those things. Mm. And for industrial design, probably the biggest area is product design, right? The biggest branch of the tree, which is industrial design. Mm -hmm. Being physical products, none of that designing buttons and shit. Yeah, not UI, UX, trying to hide, disguise itself as product design. Yeah, we don't need any of that. It's actual physical product design. Real and product design. Real product design. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> marching. Real product. But I feel like that is what they'd be thinking about. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, for me, I, did, I technically was in auto. I didn't spend a lot of my time. True. I spent my, the, the fundamental years the first two years yeah. doing product design and then the last two which are really the developing years like i didn't do that mm -hmm. so even though i went to the same school as you and a lot of the people graduated we, we did different things and we're better at different things True. but an employer just sees oh it's that program they so they're going to be good that. at all this yeah right and that's why i kind of think about like oh shit like does this mean i have to be good at this this and this mm. and it's the same thing i came out of like one reason why i hated high school was like they try to make you like i know that's like for the government everyone every kid's got to learn these certain things but it's like they're trying to get you to be good at everything mm -hmm. which is impossible no one's like someone usually if someone's really good and really interested in math and science they're not as interested or as good in like english mm -hmm. or gym or art or something right like yeah there's the freaks that are just naturally pretty good at everything Thank but you. the people <laughs> yeah <laughs> the freaks like you they're just amazing at everything pure gods on that Earth. goes back to the whole humbleness thing that was a perfect example yeah but i but it's the same thing it's like and that's kind of what i i go back and forth i try to keep myself in a good mindset about it and not get myself down on it of being like okay well if i graduate with all these people i got to be as good if not better at all those same things mm -hmm. but again everyone graduated with being better at different things and that's yeah. kind of the beauty of it mm -hmm. right like the people we've graduated there's people that are really solid sketchers great 3d modelers great 3d renderers great marker renderers great with solid you know, works great with solid works these are better at graphics better at model making better at um problem solving and presenting you know or research and all this stuff mm -hmm. and that's just kind of how it is but um yeah i feel like it is a struggle because you don't want to admit yeah. especially again you're like oh i went four years and all this money and all this time and this is what i'm passionate about you don't want to think of you being not good at yeah everything to it do almost with it feels like okay now i have to pick a part of this there's the pie of industrial design and it's split up into five pieces i need to pick one of these pieces to choose to not be good at one of these yeah. pieces needs to taste worse than all the other four pieces in the pie because I can't be good at everything. Yeah. And it's not that like the idea that you can't be good at everything is forced upon people, but it's people resonate pretty quickly and understand pretty quickly when someone articulates that they are good at everything because you kind of know that's bullshit. You can't like, I don't know. I, I've done it for 22 years. It's really hard. I wish it's I could really start. hard to maintain. I <laughs> wish I wasn't so good at everything. I, it's again, this was this is something that I struggle a lot, like in high school again, where I was like, I've, I I always found like I've always been 
like we said before, always been a creative person. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always felt comfortable comfortable with. I was naturally pretty good at math and science just because like because you have a brain i have a brain but also the way i was like brought up like my dad's pretty good at math and sciences and so i was at the good help and like good teaching and stuff like that and yeah same with my brother and so i naturally had that but i wasn't interested in it the sciences a little bit and turned into more engineering but still have an interest but not enough to be like yeah that's what i want to do but like for me writing like is still like my achilles heel Mm. like i it's it's not like it's like oh if you can't write a story like i could think of a story perhaps yeah because the creativity side is there but me trying to describe it and express it through words would sound pretty bad Hmm. it wouldn't sound good but i could i could express it through sketches better than i could words and that's how i've always felt right but then I've always like, but I've always been jealous that there was always people in high school that were just it felt like they were good at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there would always be people that are like, okay, you know, they're really good at math, really good at science, really good at writing, they're athletic, yeah. and all this stuff, right? And you're like, how the hell is that fair? Like, good at everything kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know. And then you kind of realize that like. I don't know. A lot of people I feel like are pretty decent on a lot of things. Oh yeah, totally. And there's less people that are really, really good at very specific things, Mm -hmm. but that's the more interesting thing. Mm. Cause like you can't really, if you want to be really good at something, at one thing. And I, I like, like a master at one thing, you can't do a lot of other things. Like you got to focus on that thing and go for it. I think that's why I haven't improved in certain aspects of, of things to the point that I want to be because I'm trying to do too many things. This is also me trying to defend myself for being, being perfect. (laughs) But but also it's a thing like we're still like at the very, very beginning stages of our careers. Right. And we're, Mm -hmm. we're still almost still like trying to debrief ourselves from the four years we just spent. Yeah going through design boot camp like if if we were an unborn fetus child we would be about the size of a pea right now yeah in the whole grand scheme of things yeah and that's gonna that's one of your one of your many greats (laughs) but that's the thing we're still trying to like figure out what we like Mm -hmm. and what we want to go into specifically like obviously there's design the big big tree Mm -hmm. and then there's industrial design the smaller tree or a section of the branch or something yeah and then um you know but it's but we're still trying to figure out like oh maybe actually i like getting that that so we haven't really completely devoted ourselves into one thing because of that yeah. and i mean this thing too especially being design or industrial design like we're um actually when we were talking to to lachlan right and he was saying the one thing he really likes about the program is you walk away with it with a lot of great skills mm-hmm. and a lot of great knowledge where you can do almost anything. True. And he, I think that was his words. He said that. He's like, you can do pretty much anything. Yeah, I think that's exactly word what he said. Word, that's what he said. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you're kind of right. Like, you know, the amount of knowledge and skills that we have learned or at least the understanding of how to learn yeah. something different 
um, that being a skill in itself, you know, it's, that's kind of like, how do you stay, how do you stay to one thing? Right. Cause we have to be like solid at a lot of things. And I, I think that's the key is being solid, being confident at as many things as you can, yeah. but mastering like, mm. you know, like, uh, you know, mastering a few things. Having and one the, thing that you can identify yourself with. You say like someone asks you like, what's your strength? You go this immediately. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say like, well, I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at that. You say like, this is my thing put a smack it on the table hit them in the face with it this is my this is the thing that i'm good at and i did that when i when i had my interview for the new earthscape job mm. was i think there was something along the lines of i don't even think they asked me i think i just brought it up because they were talking about um the industrial design school stuff right and i was like i'll be i'll be straight up honest with you sketching is like sketching and more specifically hand sketching is my bread and butter. I will do that to a high degree of fidelity all day long. My my kryptonite, my my the point where I struggle is the 3D CAD stuff. Hmm. For me, that's the hardest part. But it's also relative because I'm a pretty confident SolidWorks model. I was going to say that's that's kind of a a shock to me because I wouldn't right? I wouldn't see that as from my point of view, I wouldn't think that was the hardest thing for you. And that's the, that's the thing is like, right. even though it is the hardest thing, it's, it still could be weighed, still could surpass someone else's skill in SolidWorks, just in the same that me struggling with a, me struggling with a sketch to do a sketch, even though that's my bread and butter, that could be someone's warm up sketch that is someone's warm up sketch. Mm -hmm. You know, people who are just on such, on such a higher level of, capability and competence with these things it's like your your best at something is also someone's your best is someone's worst in a way or it's like your skill at activity x could be what another person does simply to warm up yeah to get ready yeah you know and whether that's sketching or like physical things like lifting weights or athletics or well, I was going to say that's kind of like solid work stuff. It's there's some of the memes, some of the videos, right? Where it's like, I get you walk in the gym is when you see, you know, the, the big guy in the gym warming up with your max. Yeah. And it's, exactly. it, you know, it's a thing. It's exactly that. But it, I mean, that's just more time, right? Yeah. You, you got to think it's like, well, that guy who's bicep curling your bench press. Yeah. It's like he, was that that was also his max at one point. at some point yeah right mm -hmm. and then he got to where he is now so there's no reason why you can't get there it's true with the help of some good that's true steroids but you, <laughs> but you know but that's the thing right it just takes yeah you know. that that reminds me of something that dave Pilar told me two three weeks ago was he said i forget the context within which we were talking but it was around the idea of like why why is it me that is experiencing these things like why is it me that gets that is has gotten a job offer why is it me that is moving to a new house why is it me that all this stuff 
has happened to and is happening to. Like, why am I the person that got this many thesis awards at the show? Right. Why is it me that didn't get picked for that job interview? Why is it, speaking of an old job interview, why isn't it me or why is it me that was picked to have a receding hairline? Why is it Same. me that was picked to be great at sketching but not as great at 3D modeling? And then, I don't think it was that intense because, like, it's like it's an hour Zoom call. We're not, we're not. He's not my therapist. He's basically. Right. I told him he's basically like my industrial design therapist. Right. And he's like, that's a great, great way to frame it. Yeah. Because he said it's totally true. But he he countered whatever points I was making with why not you or why not me in that instance. And I've kind of thought about that, like, because I think there's people that ask. Like, oh, well, why are you doing that? Are kind of asking because they themselves are unsure. Mm -hmm. They're unsure of what you would do, but also of how they would react if they were in your circumstances. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Because they're nervous. They're projecting their nervousness or their unconfidence or their uncertainty onto you, mm -hmm. which is called Debbie Downer, so to speak, right? Because they just like suck the life juice out of you, just straight up, just... Yep. <laughs> remove it from your soul just throw a big straw right in, just into you and then big slurp stab a straw right into your sternum and they just suck mm. just all just the energy suck. they just suck and questioning why not me is like removing that straw and suturing up the incision that they made because like unless you can answer that question for yourself then but like like Lachlan said, you, we we are prepared to the point where we could do, we could go into anything. We yeah. could do anything, mm -hmm. which is why you've been able to dabble out of industrial design and into graphics. Which is why I've been able to dabble out of industrial design and into video stuff. Mm -hmm. And also why I've been able to slowly pick my way into the automotive aspect of things, and somehow found that more interesting. Say, so, well, yeah. Why, why should I go into automotive? Why not? What's there to lose? What Exactly. What is physically or psychologically holding a person back from going and doing something is, is ultimately like a fear of, of not succeeding, like the fear of failure, which is pretty common. But I think more, more affected or more something that is more affected by that is what a person does given the circumstances where they do want something but are not necessarily prepared to do the work that is required to get them to that place. And this has kind right. of gone off the track of, of humbleness and just straight up downright not being lazy. And like, yeah. it's like if, if there's something that, whether it's you or me or anyone or the, the generic you that listens says, like, I want to do this thing, but. And then I come in and I say, well, would you be prepared to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and do that for two hours before you go to your daytime job? And they're like, well, no, I kind of get home at your daytime job at, at 5.30, eat, eat dinner and do something for the next two hours and then go to bed by 8 o'clock so you can get up again at, at 4.30. And they mm -hmm. said, well, well, no, I, I like my sleep. I don't want to wake up at 4.30. It's okay, well, you don't want it then. 
Because if you right. did, if you wanted it, if you truly wanted it bad enough, then you would. And it's all about how you react and how you show up to these things when no one is looking. There's no external validation and there's no people checking in on you. There's no you posting it to social media right. for, for likes or even posting it on your story, not even making like a physical post about it. You're like, I'm just going to put this on my story and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show people without posting it because for me to just show people on my story, too scared to it's, go all the way and post it. It's like part of my life and I want you to see it, but I don't want you to, I, I don't want you to remember it all the time until I put it on my highlights reel, which is weird. And it's like when, yeah, how you react to those things, like, like say for you with graphics, if you just like, not to say that you're not, but if you like just poured out graphics and, even if you never told anyone and just did a whole whack ton of shit and never posted any of it, that would be great. And then you, then eventually you come out and you're like, yeah, I've been working on this thing for a while and I've, I'm at a point now where I'm confident with it. Mm -hmm. You can say that's it. Like you can, you can pitch that as a strength because you've gone through and you've done it when you don't want to, you've done it when no one is giving you external validation, external compliments, anything like coming in from the periphery for say, yeah is because anything that's positive that comes in from the periphery is like oh that's a good thing i must be doing a good thing i need to do more of it and which feels good but it's the wrong reason it's yeah it's the wrong reason that it feels good it's like i was about to make a weird analogy and i'm not going to make it right and it's out of my brain now but like it's that dangerous addiction to to the dopamine exactly and it's ultimately i think it's how you react and how you perform when no one's looking no one's watching and no one cares that truly determines a how much you enjoy and how much you value this thing that you're doing and b how much you really actually want to do it and how much of it is just a story you're telling yourself so that you can fit into some other mold that has been cast upon you by whoever it is yeah that's where i'm getting stuck into right now i'm like is 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 judging the want yeah because i know i really want to but i'm just in a a a creative sucking situation of life right now so what do you want well well big question um like i i know with the with the graphic like it's it's weird because you know thinking back to like was a second year or something in details class we're doing the old exhibition booth project and i remember being like why do i have to do all these graphics like i just want to draw cards and then now i'm like man graphics are cool like i actually kind of want to make posters more than i want to draw cars sometimes Hmm. or a lot of time right and like the more i get into it the more i see you know the more i immerse myself the more i see on instagram on behance the more i make the more i'm noticing little graphic design and graphic little details like that on products and out you know out in the world is like the more i love it more the more i'm like i want to do something more like this um and that's where i've been starting to judge is like okay how how, do i want it like what do i have to do to Mm. to get better at this you know like have you figured out what that is yet or no it's just because it's it's tough right now especially work and everything it's not tough because i don't have time but tough to like motivate myself 
that's that's the problem right. is I don't think you can necessarily motivate yourself. I think you have to be. I think you have to basically force yourself to do it, and in yeah. in the act of doing it is when the motivation comes because you're you're seeing progress. And for me, anyways, I interpret progress as success. Mm -hmm. I don't. I personally don't attribute finishing something with success. Infinite mindset. It's the infinite mindset, right? You're not. You're not. You're not doing it to be the best at it and stop. Mm -hmm. You're you're doing it to simply be better tomorrow than you were yesterday. Exactly. And that the progress in itself, the progress with success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the that's that's definitely how I have to do it, right? That's always worked in the past, like of you know, back in Woodlot too. With I know your time management motivation was always so much better. Yeah, I was a fucking with, god. Yeah, <laughs> and with me, it was like I, once I started when I was once I got going, I was fine, but it was sometimes or a lot of time forced myself to start. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's why I've been starting to force myself a little bit more get into, into it because I know I really want to dive deeper into that area, right? But yeah, no, the, the whole one thing, it was kind of, I saw like a, like a video the other day. It was like a collection of like Elon Musk stuff. Mm. And there's like a clip where he's talking about, yeah, like the sacrifice you got to make if you want to be successful. If you really want something, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot to get to the level you want to be at it right and there's like a interview clip and he says you know about you know how badly you know how tesla almost went bankrupt and failed many times mm -hmm. and instead of quitting or instead of you know oh lost the money i'm never gonna make back kind of thing he was like you know you can always just have another company you can always start again yeah right and he wanted it more than everyone else and that's why it became successful and he says this clip and he was like you know I'm prepared to not sleep to make this a reality to make it work. Right? He's like, he's like, call me anytime. He's like, three a.m. on a Sunday on a Sunday. Mm. He's like, I don't care. I'll be there. Just call me. Mm. He's like, I don't care what when it is. You know, anyone who's in the company that needs him, anything that's wrong, anything, you know, doesn't matter what time, day, night, whatever. Three a.m. on a Sunday. Just call me. And I'll be there, kind of thing, right? Because he, because there's that want, right? To understand the importance of yeah of needing to be there. Yeah, all the time. That's actually I was saying to Arthur at work uh, today and yesterday. I was like, man, I I I wish I was. I was talking about how you and I sometimes are like, yeah, we're gonna do like this day. We're gonna have like a late night work session. It gets like ten thirty, and we're both like, oh fuck, it's like, tired. Man, we're gonna fall asleep. And I was saying, like, man, like I'm, I wish I could get back into the school routine because uh -huh. we got to a good routine where, or at least I was, where I was like four hours of sleep and I was good. Yeah, I was going to bed at like two ish, waking up at like six ish, and I got to the point where that was normal. It was normal. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I was a zombie every morning. Mm -hmm. Like it was still tiring, but it was like. Is doable. You're not dead. It's easily doable. And then, you know, a Friday or a Saturday night, we would have, you'd sleep in and catch up on some sleep and yeah. kind of repair yourself. But repair I was like, yourself. man, I, I wish I'd get back to that. Because 
especially when you know i'd like i think especially second semester third year and first semester fourth year was like the most productive i've ever been hmm. and the, we got a lot of shit done oh yeah we did you know there was times which for me was a big thing where it's like i did not turn on my ps4 fucking once for like two or three weeks i remember that not even to watch netflix yeah it was like if i really want to watch something i have my laptop and my phone while i'm in bed and then i'd be like halfway through an episode and i'd be like i'm fucking done i gotta sleep yeah you know and that was fine it was literally eat sleep design yep for weeks and weeks and that was that was fine it worked you know eat barely eat barely sleep and lots of design but it but it worked and then you look how much we improved in that short time right so so i'm trying to get myself to i'm trying to you know force myself and motivate myself to force before motivate force and um and then get motivated from that i can motivate myself to jump off a bridge doesn't mean i'm gonna do it (laughs) right unless i'm unless i'm standing on a bridge unless you really want to jump off leaning over then i'll do it but even then, I'll probably do like a backflip and just land in the water. Right, because you're a god, yeah. Land on the on the paddleboard and just keep. I actually was supposed to go to the Olympics for like for uh, diving for. No, like a sy- synchronized swimming. Oh, okay. Synchronized swimming in high school. Is that in the Olympics? That's a yeah. Believe it or not. Is it actually yeah. synchronized swimming? Oh, it is. Yeah. I I was huh. not a synchronized swimmer in high school. Full disclosure. No, unless the unless the um the moves closely resembled a panicking child trying not to drown i wouldn't be very good at it there's got to be a move like that yeah there's got to be there's gonna be something called the panicking child it's just a group of panicking children trying not to drown (laughs) it's like the yoga move that's called choking and you just hold your neck as tight as you can and is that legit no it's a joke i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say damn okay (laughs) yoga the metal version that would be interesting to yoga to metal you know they always do it to like you know goat yoga and goat yoga is weird kind of creeps me out but i kind of want to try it and then you've got like you know peaceful music and everything it's like can we do metallica yoga it's all these peaceful movements and it's just hot tea but then there's like just fucking metallica. that would be whiplash. that would be oh dude i'm gonna jam to some whiplash, whiplash. tonight oh yeah. baby and uh I think we'll wrap it there. It's late. It's getting late. We got to put an episode up. And uh, any questions for us, feel free to send it through to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And Zach Watson. Yes, sir. I've had this idea where each time I say your name, I say something that's kind of similar sounding. Mm. Like instead of Zach Watson, um, I would start by saying like Wax Zatson. You know, just to yeah. ease into it. And then, or like at the beginning of the show, when we do like, it's the process podcast episode, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Pack Flatson. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, Pack Flatson, how was your day? Or like, <laughs> I like it. I have, I've had this idea. I'm like, I just, just like calling just weird names. So I think I'm going to implement that. So that could be on the uh, 2021 wrap. Ooh. And it's just like there's a there's a page and it's a list of all the variations you've used throughout the episodes. Okay, so let's do that, and we'll <laughs> we'll have to write. I'll down, write that down. We'll have to log it in, in yeah, the table. Yeah, and then we can just generate a list from that. Oh fuck! 
with geniuses. I like that. I'll do so. That, yeah. Pack Flatson, what is our Instagram? <laughs> the process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Peace. The process. Assembly required.